0: Hello folks, welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon offered for a service of Holy Baptism and Eucharist on June 19th, the second Sunday after Pentecost, at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greensboro, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. The sermon also addresses the events of Thursday, June 16th, at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, where three people were shot and killed. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today is a day of celebration, and we have a lot to celebrate and give thanks for this morning. In sort of the secular world, this is the day that we set aside to celebrate and remember those folks in our lives that are our fathers or father figures. It is also a day that we celebrate and observe the holiday of Juneteenth, which marks the end of slavery in this country and celebrates the liberation that finally came. And very specifically for this community, this is a day to celebrate and welcome Henry as a new child of God into the family of the church. Paul's letter to the Galatians seems to fit perfectly for all the different things that we are celebrating today. Paul reminds us that it is through our baptism that we are made children of God and are able to pray to God our Father. It is our baptism and in our baptism that we are clothed with Christ so we are no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female. Paul assures us that All those human things that we have created and used to divide us, race, gender, wealth, status, power, all of that is washed away in the waters of baptism. And we are one and are siblings in Christ. There is certainly a lot to celebrate this morning. But there is a bit of a dissonance in our worship because as we rejoice this morning for these many things many of us are also grieving because we grieve the violent death of our siblings in christ at saint stephen's and vestavia hills most folks when they heard the news were shocked we were shocked right because we know this church and we know that they are Part of this family. Many of us were shocked because this is a place that maybe we had been, but certainly this was not a place that we expected the world's violence to crash in. A lot of us have the privilege, the safety, right, to not expect this sort of violence in our neighborhoods. That's something that happens in certain places with certain people. And so when it happened in a church that is one of ours in a neighborhood that we are so familiar with, the only word I know to call it is just being absolutely shocked and speechless. I think our shock also comes from the fact that this violence came in the midst of a form of Christian hospitality that we as Episcopalians offer frequently in our own churches. It happened as a group gathered around tables to share a meal and a potluck. It is something that is so familiar to us that we probably don't think twice about it when we do it. But here on this night, violence came crashing in and the sacred place of our table seemed shattered. In those first moments of shock and grief and disbelief, we did what Christians have done for thousands of years. People huddled in circles and said prayers. We gathered with the staff and prayed with them. Chaplains from the police department arrived, the rabbi from down the street, clergy from around Birmingham, people from the neighborhood and from out of town suddenly gathered in the public's parking lot to pray, to pray for the people that were hurt, to pray for the people that were grieving, to pray for all those that were called to tend on them. And the next morning, as the facts became more clear and as the grief became deeper, We gathered again, Episcopalians from across the diocese, Presbyterians, Methodists, Unitarian Universalists. There were even some Baptists in the crowd that came up and greeted me. Siblings from near and far and from other faiths gathered to say prayers and to try to find what the next step forward would be. And now this morning, Christians gather for worship again to hear scripture, to say prayers, to sing, to cry, to mourn, to love, and yes, to celebrate. Episcopalians across this country and across the world gathered this morning, returning to our sacred tables to meet the hospitality of God, to encounter the crucified and risen Christ in the breaking of bread and the sharing of wine. so we bring everything, our joy, our shock, our grief, our anger, to offer to God, to be offered up and to be transformed. And here this morning we have a special gift because we will not just gather at our sacred table but we will gather at our holy font and we will welcome a new child of God into the family of the church. We have the gift in a few moments of standing and praying our baptismal promises together and to be renewed and reminded again that we are one in jesus on friday afternoon as i sat on my front porch my four-year-old neighbor came over She had lots of questions. She knew what had happened. She knew that I had been on TV. And she asked the sort of questions that probably only a child of the 21st century knows to ask. She asked about who the person was that did the bad thing. What did he look like? Did the police have him? What sort of weapon did he use? And then she asked me, were you hurt? And I said, I wasn't there. I was at home when it happened, but I had to go be with people who were scared and who were hurting. And she said, well I bet you were brave. And I don't think I necessarily was brave, but I know that there were a lot of brave people there that night. The people that were hosting that potluck, that welcomed strangers and friends together to have meals the man that when the time came was able to stop the violence the police and fire and ambulances that responded the doctors and nurses the people's families that waited for answers and certainly those people that gathered as Christians to say prayers in the face of the unthinkable were brave all of these people within the life of their faith and service came together to witness to what had happened and the people that lost their lives that night Bart and Sharon and Jane lived lives full of faith that testified to their belief in our baptismal promises and so I think this morning it's time for us to be brave It's time for us to be brave in a world that says that violence and death is the only answer. We need to be brave and proclaim that there is abundant life and love offered through the risen Jesus Christ. It is time for us to be brave and to say that in a world that says it is impossible for us to live together that we believe through the power of the Holy Spirit, that the impossible can be made reality, that we can work together as the body of Christ to change the world. Today we mourn and we celebrate because that's what Christians do. Even at the graveside, we still sing Alleluia. Today we take rest and comfort in each other and our families And as we renew our baptismal promises, I hope that amongst all the things that we promised to Henry and to each other, promise to walk with him in his life of faith, to walk with him through his questions and doubts, that we also commit ourselves to create a world where this doesn't happen anymore. Our challenge today as we renew our promises and as we welcome Henry into this church, is that we can be renewed in our courage and be steadfast in our faith so that we, like Bart and Sharon and Jane, can live lives worthy of the gospel. Amen.